What? What is up? Welcome hey, back. Welcome back to the another podcast. Nice. <laughs> hey guys. Welcome back. If this is your first time <laughs> listening. This is a podcast where we talk about art, stories, music, and dissect how God uses these things to communicate with us today. And the reason this is called Broken Mirrors is because in the beginning, before sin, the world perfectly reflected God and who he was Amen. through his creation. Amen. And when Adam and Eve sinned, the world became broken. But through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, he is now and will restore the reflections of who God is. And his love for us. And his love for us. His yeah, love we're for supposed us. to do the same time. Ah. Lulz. Oh, man. It has been a fat minute. How you doing? Dude, I'm so good. Welcome to the Dude. new space. Yeah, I was looking around. I was like, we're whoa, this room. is crazy. This is different. And it looks good. I like, I like actually like being on the couch next to you. I think it's Yeah, very... this is like, we're just going to get into it like this. We're just going to talk. Yes, we are. Peter, you can't relax. <laughs> so that's the pros. There's no relaxing. That's the pros of me. Um, Dude, is this your bed? <laughs> yeah, you sleep in a bed. hammock now. I sleep in a hammock. Guys, what? Peter sleeps in a hammock now. That's pretty cool. Do you ever sleep on the futon? Just like take your little afternoon nap? Nope. I'm trying to uh, just stick to the hammock because training my body how to sleep in a hammock. That is awesome. So you've been pretty good. Yeah, man. Just like the whole move out was super nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all my roommates are amazing, and it's just super peaceful, and it's just a Sweet. great time. It's like that is awesome. It's actually so good. Dude, so God blessed. is good. Amen. 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 How about you? Oh, dude. How you doing good. being home? Oh, it's it's good to be home, you know? I feel like I'm in a very slow season right now, and it's actually been, like, super nice to be super intentional with my mornings and just... I look, I'm starting to get up, every like, early every day, like, at 6.30, 6.45, is not too terribly early, but I'm just trying to, like, get into a habit of getting up early. So, yeah, uh, I went on a road trip to Idaho with yeah. one of my best friends, and it was a good time. Very cute. It was very nice. It was a lot of fun. Went to <laughs> the Great Salt Lake in a potato museum. You got a potato? Oh, because Idaho? Yeah, because we went to Idaho, so That's you got to go to the Idaho Potato Museum. Idaho How you Potato. How yeah. you doing? Definitely. So, yeah, now I'm just graphic designing, <laughs> graphic designing it up with my dad. That's and, awesome. Uh, we're, you know, doing some other things. Some other things are boiling in the pot, but, Ooh. you know. Maybe I'll save that for another save show. Save it for another time. It's too tasty. All right. So <laughs> we're just going to hop right in today because we actually have a lot of content to cover in such a short time. And we're actually super excited to do that with yeah. you guys. Um, yeah, Boston. So the song we're going to do tonight is Stupid Deep by John Billion. Now, in past podcast episodes, we've done... Well, I guess in the past two episodes, because we've only done two episodes, we've done two songs from Frozen... And it's been super cool, but now we want to take this idea into the, the secular world. And so Peter and I are very big fans of John Bellion. And he has some really deep l- lyrics, and it's just it's so good. So we're going to talk about that tonight and then talk a little bit of Bible, and it's going to be a good time. So, Stupid Deep. Here we go. You going to sing this with me? Yeah. This is like us doing karaoke live. Oh, you got down. reverb now. Yeah. A little intro where I pulled my lyrics. One, two, three. 
What if who I hoped to be was always me? And the love I fought to feel was always free What if all the things I've done, yeah Were just attempts at any love, yeah Cause the hole inside my heart is stupid deep Mmm, stupid deep What if where I've tried to go was always here? Always here. And the path I've tried to cut was always clear. Why has life become a plan, yeah? To put some money in my hand, yeah. When the love I really need is stupid cheap. Woo! Stupid cheap. What if who I hope to be was always me? And the love I fought to feel was always free. What if all the things I've done, yeah, were just a toxic love, yeah? Cause the hole inside my heart is stupid deep. Oh, stupid deep. To feel is always free. What if all the things I've done, yeah, were just attempts at love, yeah? Though the hole inside my heart is stupid deep, oh, stupid deep, oh, yeah, stupid deep. Yeah. Guys, that was the first time we ever performed that song together. That was epic. Great. Great job. Yeah, good. Oh, you. Yeah. We're musicians. All right, Peter. So, why did we choose John Bellion? Why did we choose this song? What's the why behind this? Man, I feel like there are so many great things about this song. A, I feel like as you're listening to the to the lyrics as as you know, as a Christian, I feel like you start picking up on like these these golden nuggets of his of his questions, right? Oh yeah. But I think, um, yeah, he's a great producer. I mean, like his musical style. Like you need to probably go like if you haven't actually ever heard this song before, go and look it up. It is like you just kind of sit there and like production is amazing. So he's like at the top of his game in the production. Yeah. Plus, Boop. he's written so many. Uh, he's actually like. Um, was it called ghost written a lot for like people like Taylor Swift and Rune five. Rune I five. saw it. Yeah. I and, saw reverb on. Oh, I'm like in a cathedral right now. Hide down. There oh, you go. Welcome now, back. <laughs> I'm back in the podcast guys. Hide down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah. So he's just like, he's just kind of at the top of the top of the game and just making cool songs. Mm-hmm. But he is such a, he has something like really just fun songs, but then he like, I feel like he always really cuts deep with his music 
And I think that's why me and Michael got hooked on him because like every yeah. single song, I mean, he has so many, I think we should do another one. Oh, absolutely. Um, for sure on this podcast. But there's has, like so many yeah. that just like cut really deep. However, this one is- They cut stupid, stupid deep. Stupid deep. Oh. But of course, this one is just so, I mean, as you listen to the lyrics, I feel like just so profoundly- What am I trying to say? Profound. <laughs> well, it, he, he yeah, just, just gets, yeah. he gets straight to like the human condition, to what everyone struggles with in life. Yeah. And so that's what makes his song so relatable and so good because it's just like, well, he understands what I'm feeling and he put it in a song that I can relate to. Mm. It's just like, what? That is awesome. Yeah. So that's why Peter and I really love this song because, you know, we're Christians trying to live in a secular world and then we're picking up on all these themes in his music. Then I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Dude, this guy is like asking the bigger questions mm-hmm. in his music and in his art. And it's just, it's really cool to dissect. So. I wanted to kind of like dissect more of what John Bellion's seeking because I feel like he's seeking here because this song is just literally questions, you know? The lyrics are, what if, who am I, what if who I'd hoped to be was always me? What if the love I fought to feel was always free? What if all the things I've done were just attempts at earning love because the hole inside my heart is stupid deep? Wow. What is, like, Agreed. he understands here that there is a stupid deep, in her, like there's a stupid deep hole everyone mm. and i think all the time you know especially our culture our culture tells us that we need to fill it well naturally we want to fill it yeah but yeah, naturally i think want to fill the, it. the culture tells us you need to find out what love is for yourself you or, know you need to yeah. you do you you need to follow your heart you, you follow need your to, heart follow your dreams you need to figure out ways that this you hole to, can be filled yeah you need to grind you need to you need to mm-hmm. step on other people in order to you know get to your purpose where yeah. you're you know, you didn't make a certain amount of money. You need to make, you know, you need to drive this kind of car, have this kind of house, mm-hmm. and then that hole inside your heart will be filled. Yeah, you just need to achieve certain things, yeah, and then you will live a happy life, and then everything will start to make sense. Which and is it's a good and happy feeling. Which is interesting because this guy, John, yeah, him being crazy producer has all those things, and mm-hmm. he's still asking these questions. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like he's kind of like on the theme of the the writer of uh, Ecclesiastes, Solomon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Solomon was the richest guy to ever live in the history of the world. And then he writes stuff like, you know, everything is meaningless. There has to be mm-hmm. love and meaning somewhere, but where? You know, everything is fog. Everything will fade and disappear. So I think John Bellion is kind of getting at this. He's like, you know, there's this deeper love that I'm searching for that maybe a woman can't fulfill. Or maybe friends can't fulfill. Or money. I mean, or that's money, like verse or, yeah. two. Like, why Definitely. has life become a plan to put some money in my hand when the love I really need is stupid cheap? Stupid cheap. Yeah. Yeah. To put so, it this way, what is that hole? What is that thing that he's searching for? Uh, it's Jesus. <laughs> There's the Sunday school Jesus. answer. It's but God. It, this this kind of like song, as Peter and I and our sister Natalie, who's like one of the producers behind the scenes, you don't really get to see her any much. She'll much, be on the know. show eventually. Absolutely. But she was actually bringing up, she's, we all kind of were reminded of like, this reminds us as a, of, a, of a certain story in John chapter mm-hmm. four when it comes to the woman at the well. And uh, Peter just so happens to have his holy word of God paperback. Mm. How you doing, man? Paper. All right, so he's going he's, he's gonna to quickly read the story of the woman at the well with an undertone. 
Got him. So now I'm just going to kind of relax, drink some water, and yeah, take it away. Or coffee. This is John chapter 4, verse 7. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come come here to draw water ever again. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you are now and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will worship, will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He was called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Dude, that's such, the story. such a good story. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So pretty much Samaria is this place that uh, the Jews hate. In fact, I feel like previous context, I think... T- some of the disciples were trying to tell Jesus maybe to go around. And maybe I'm just pulling this from The Chosen because I freaking love that show. Um, but here we have this woman seeking for something that will not fill her up, but will make her thirsty again, which is water. And I think it kind of relates to people who are trying to fill their life up with something that Absolutely. they think will fill them up, but it doesn't. It just doesn't fill them up. But then here we have Jesus, you know, standing here. He's like, woman, like, if you knew who I was, you would be asking me for a drink of water, for I can give you living water. And then she's like, where do I get this living water? And then Jesus is like, well, go fetch your husband and come here and I'll, and I'll tell you. Knowing her, knowing her, her situation, which is just like mind-blowing because he does it so, like, he's almost blunt about it at first. Have you ever have you ever like known the answer to something, but then you're like blunt, like you don't you pretend you don't know the answer, yeah. But then you do know the answer, and then you're like, see, I told you. 
Yeah. So like Jesus here is the living water and she he tells this woman to go fetch her husband and then she's like, I don't have a husband. And then Jesus so humbly says, you're correct in saying that. For you've had five husbands and the person you're with is not your husband. And so he presents something as if he's a prophet. You know, we all know he's Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And then she tries to flip the situation, you know. I feel like oftentimes when when people are filling themselves up with the wrong thing and then someone tries to give them the right thing to fill themselves up, they always try to deflect it because they don't know they need it. They don't know what they're seeking. Or they don't want to be wrong. Right. They don't want to be humbled and wrong. But I think John Bellion is here is looking for this living water. He's like, what if... Yeah. The love I've always fought to feel was free. And so I think the Samaritan woman was always trying to find this love, you know, because she had five women and then the person she was with, with husbands, sorry, I said women's. That is weird. Um, <laughs> but like she was trying to find her husband. She was trying to find, she was trying to fill her life up in the things of this world. Yeah. And so it doesn't work. But like Jesus comes here and he says, let me tell you the answer. It's me, for I will make in you a spring of living water that will never run dry. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about that story is that it runs deep, right? Stupid, stupid deep. deep. And and I think I think I think there's two things that God gets at. I mean, Jesus gets at is there's like the physical hole mm-hmm. that they, that she's trying to, which is the thirst, right? She's coming to that well, mm-hmm. and then there's the emotional side that she's trying to fill with men right Mm -hmm. she's had five husbands now she's sleeping with somebody that is not her husband Mm -hmm. and god and god and jesus in this moment is bringing both of those things together yeah and wants to fill her spiritually which will then outflow into her physical and emotional state of being because we're all we're so connected we are so beautifully made Mm. and all those parts of our all those parts of us are created because it's, it's crazy that culture is now, I feel like stumbling across mm-hmm. our emotional well being. Well, yeah. Cause they're always saying like, follow your heart, do what you want. And, and, uh, in, in the, in the past, in the past, it was all about your physical or even your mental. So it's like, gen, if, if you like look at like the generations, mm. how they thought, how they ate, how they took care of themselves, like they didn't even think emotions were important. Yeah. Like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then a hundred years ago, like, I, I mean, like there's like, it's so crazy how culture is like go slowly getting through what makes us human and like starting to uncover the truth of all these things that make us human. Definitely. Yeah. And something I love about this, no matter what the culture we try to fill our lives up with, we always, like Jesus always starts to pursue us. Like it reminds me of just Hosea and Gomer. Gomer? Yeah. Gomer. Yeah. You know, God tells Hosea to go chase after his wife because he's trying to set up this example. Well, and Gomer was a prostitute, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of resembles the Israelites and the people in the Old Testament, how like they were always following false idols and turning away from God, but God constantly pursued them with love. But see, it works the same way now. God pursues us, even though sometimes we turn away from him and start to pursue other things and try to fill other things. 
try to fill our hole in our hearts with other things, mm-hmm. but like God still pursues us and he meets us where we're at. He like, he met the product, like he met the Samaritan woman where she was at and that was at the well. And that was like the perfect time to meet her and to say, right. yo, well, and he pursues us, me. he pursues us in the way that to let us feel like he pursues us in the way that he wants us to kind of get to the end Absolutely. of what we are and what we're capable of. Right. Like yeah. we are trying to perform, right. Like I, like, I mean, I feel like that was this week for me. I'm moving in. Right. Yeah. It was my own place. I got to do what I want with it. And I like wanted things to come in. And like, I was trying to, I was basically like, uh, you can't really see it. You can see it in the little corner over there, but I have this massive carpet that covers it the entire huge. room. And, and it, uh, for some reason, I thought it was supposed to come Monday. Um, and when it didn't come in Monday, when that plan didn't happen, mm. I actually kind of got upset because yeah, I did. was like, I want this to be perfect. I want this to be a great room. I wanted to like record, record something special because I was re- going to record that song I did for my sister-in-law. Um, but I think it was almost more special that you performed it live. No, I know. But like, see, God, but God turned that. He checked my heart in that moment. It's mm-hmm. like, why are you so trying to make everything perfect in your house why are you trying, or perfect in your room, your house, your room, whatever? And why are you letting these plans control your life? And I was yeah. basically like, you know, going after it in such a way where I was like, I need this. I need this. This will make me happy. I'll be yeah. happy when this is all my stuff is in. All, everything comes in. Yeah. And I can finally live and breathe. And God's like, why can't you do that right now? Right. Right in this moment where you're in the waiting for everything to come in. Like, yeah. why can't you be happy now? Because I am here. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. And I think that's, that's kind of like that connection to what John Bellion is, is feeling. I mean, obviously it's different, but yeah, he's like looking for this love, but he's looking, but he, and that's the crazy thing. He like knows that he's missing something. He's not, he, he's looking for love, but the feeling of it is like not working. He needs the very being of love and that's who God is. Like the Bible says, God is love. Yeah. And so when we fill our hearts with the very being of love, AKA Jesus or God, you know, he sustains us through whatever we've got going on. Like it reminds me of the story um, of Cora Timbu. You know, she was, so she was a, I think I forget. She wasn't German, but she was Dutch. Dutch. And she, in World War II, she actually hid Jews in her house. And so there's this whole story called The Hiding Place. Um, If you haven't heard it, you should go definitely read the book. But anyways, so Germans catch her, and then she gets sent to the concentration camps with her sister. And, you know, it's bad. They They smuggle in a Bible. And then, so pretty much what happens next is, I'm just, like, jumping ahead. So, like, she's bitter and angry at the conditions of the concentration camp and her sister is just so filled with Jesus and God and the love that they Betsy Betsy's the, her name. Betsy Betsy was able to fill, fill Corey with that same love and then Corey was filled with the love of Christ 
And so out of that love, they were, they were able to minister to people, minister to other women in the concentration camps and actually bring a lot of them to Jesus. And they made the best out of the horrible situations. And then like later, like the same love sustains her through that situation. She actually gets out and then she is, starts speaking and then she has this Nazi guard who's an ex-Nazi come up to her and he asks her for her forgiveness. And Corey says this was like super hard for her to do because it was the same guard that beat her sister back in the concentration camp. Her sister died in the concentration camp. But like, it was the love that she had from the father, from God, that she was able to love on this Nazi soldier and forgive him, which is extremely powerful because God loves you so much. Like, you don't understand how much he loves you so much. Like, it is deeper than deep, so much so that he, like... Stupid deep. He suffered so much. He was mocked. He was kicked out of synagogues. He was talked about behind his back. He was slandered. And he was, he, he was beaten. He was spit on. And he was crucified on a cross. And he gave his life up for you. And he came to do this for you because he knew that was the only way that you could live with him forever and eternity when you die. And that is... there's no There's no other love that can really give your life meaning or really give your life fulfillment. God is like the very being of love. And I would love to talk about uh, uh, the, the topic of love later on in another episode. I think we we're going to try to touch up on it, but it's just crazy that the person who made you actually loves you so much that he will fight for you and continue to chase you even when you like turn away from him, even when you mock him. When you slander him, when you spit in his face, when you beat him, he always turns straight back to you and loves you and chooses you and picks you. Yeah. And he wants to be the Lord over your life. It hit me today. Well, it hit Natalie today. This has hit me before. But it's crazy that when Jesus in Matthew was sitting with his disciples at the Last Supper, he was saying, one of you is going to betray me. And everybody, all the 12 disciples were like, is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? Yeah. And then Judas Iscariot, the man who does betray him, says it says it is is it is it me, Rabbi? Ooh. And Judas calls him teacher when everyone else is calling him Lord. Oh. So the thought hit me today. Is Jesus your teacher so that you can rule over your life and you're just gonna apply his teachings to your life? Or is Jesus your Lord to the point where you're gonna let him lead you? You're gonna let him take you wherever he needs you to go. And so I, I really want to challenge those people who are Christians or churchgoers. Like, is Jesus your teacher or is wow. Jesus your Lord? Is Jesus taking you places or are you yeah. just taking what Jesus taught and applying it to your life, hoping that you can send yourself forward? Because even if you do that, you're still going to experience this hole inside your heart that's stupid deep. So if you know Jesus as your teacher, it's time to know Jesus as your Lord, your master, uh, someone you bow down to, someone you worship. And he just wants that relationship with you. I love this song, Peter. <laughs> but guys, just... God God wants you so much. He loves you so much. And he wants to be Lord of your life. He wants to take you by the hand and walk you through your hardest trials. Walk you through your hardest times. Wow. Yes. And so, I think God is kind of telling me right now that it's 
to say that it's time for someone out there, that it's time for him to be Lord over your life, not just your teacher. It's time to follow him and do what he wants you to do. So I don't know who that's for. I don't know who's listening to this, but there is a God out there who wants a personal, intimate relationship with you, and he's, he knows you by name. So I'm going to walk you through a prayer. And um, yeah, I've never really done this before, but by God's grace, we're going to do it right. So just say, Lord, I am a sinner. I cannot live life my way anymore. I repent of the way I've been living. I repent of my sins. I repent of my false beliefs in the culture or in the world. But God, I want to make you my Lord and Savior today. So I ask you into my life and I choose to serve you today. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, would you renew me and save me and make me new? In Jesus' name, amen. So if you guys prayed that prayer, your name is written in the book of life now. I truly believe that. Like if you truly prayed that prayer and believed what you just prayed. Welcome to the fold. Welcome to being restored as a perfect reflection of God. No longer a broken mirror, but a perfect mm-hmm. mirror clothed in Christ's righteousness and bathed Covered in his blood. His blood. Yeah. <laughs> bathed in his blood. Yeah. I love it. Okay, guys. So life get- is life is going to get crazy if you just prayed that. But it's so good. Anyways, that was awesome. That felt very good. Thank you, Jesus, for that. That was awesome, Lord. We love you so much. Well, thank you for... This has been Michael and Peter on another episode of Broken Mirrors. Yep. If you you were touched by this, you want to send it to someone that you think needs it or... Yeah. Yeah, share, follow, all that fun stuff. Mm. But really, we just appreciate you listening. We appreciate God being faithful. Mm Mm-hmm to us trying to be faithful to the best of our ability with the resources we can we have absolutely so we just thank you for watching thank you for listening yeah thank you for listening (laughs) guys we love you so much so yeah yeah if you feel called to like just share this i know peter just said the bone say it again just share it with whoever yeah share it with someone who loves john bellion maybe they'll Mm. start to love him even more or love the, yeah. the artist, the great artist. Which is Jesus. <laughs> Amen. He created the world. So, yeah, guys. that That's it. So, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Shalom. <laughs>